This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We have done three Steelers mock drafts to this point, but 4.0 is the only one that matters. This is the one where I write down, Jacob. This is the one that we actually go back and look at on Tuesday next week when we recap the entire draft and see how close we are. See if we got any picks exactly right, which I think should be worth. If you get any one of these picks exactly right, I think that should be just as akin to winning the lottery. But we'll take a look at how we did, how the Steelers did. So this one's official, so make sure you give it your best effort when we go ahead Officially and draft official. this class of 2022 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As you know, the Steelers pick number 20 overall in the first round. Okay. We have a couple trade offers here coming in for the number 20 pick. First, we're allowing trades. We're going to talk about them. Pick number 41 from the Seattle Seahawks and the first round pick in 2023. If the Seahawks were picking just a couple picks before 41, like you said in our previous episode, you need that number three in front of it, right? You need it in the 30s. But they're trying but to get this a first is round close. pick, too. That'd be two first round picks next year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's very possible if the Seahawks don't get a Willis or a Pickett or a Baker or a Jimmy G, if they're just stuck with Geno Smith next year. That could be a very enticing first-round pick. Could be a very enticing first-round pick. However, I don't think I we don't should care at all though. about future stuff when it comes to you and I doing mock stuff, right? I don't even know if the Steelers would take this trade, even if it was presented to them. In, I don't. I in don't reality. know because okay, so I know I said it has to be thirty-three through thirty-nine. Yes, at the at the lowest. Yeah, you could forty-one first-round. I mean, like I hate to be like putting my foot down and just an episode ago saying it has to be that. 41 is not too far off. It's not too far off. And like you said, you could potentially have one, maybe two for top 10 picks next year if you're not that great. But I think the Steelers I don't expect the Steelers that. to be a top 10 draft selecting team next year. All right, I'll give you the power then. I mean, do you want to take this or you want no, to reject I, it? No, I'd rather have fun. I'd rather right. have fun. Now, the Green Bay Packers have offered us pick 22, so we'd move back just two, two spots. spots. And a second-round pick in 2023 for pick number 20 and our pick number 138 in this year's draft. So we'd send pick number 138 over to Green Bay. We'd move back two spots in this first round, and we'd get a second-round pick from the Packers. Hmm. Now, this is one I think I might actually take here. Hmm. But the only thing that's in the back of my head telling me not to is then pick 138 could be valuable this year. You could find also, somebody there. you go from – because you don't have a fifth-round pick, correct? No, and that second round pick for Green Bay next year probably more like a third round pick because they're going to be pretty damn. You good, You expect most them likely. to be good, yeah. And it's not like a s- snake draft for the NFL draft. So the you know what I think take, it is. You know what I think it is here. And the first will pick late in the second. So here's my question, Tom: Is that if you give up your fourth, I mean, you're going to go a long time in between picks once you get to those middle rounds. I don't want to do it, but here's the thing: Here's what I think Green Bay's thinking. They want to jump in front of New England, and they want to get our pick here at 20 because Chris Olave is on the board as the best wide receiver. I bet they want him because the other guys on the top of the board are Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral. So those are one and two as far as top prospects are concerned, and then Olave's number three. I bet Green Bay wants Olave. I, I bet they would I bet they would want I bet, any receiver. I bet they're worried we're there. going to take them or New England's going to take them. But So you're cool to say no to this one. Let's say no, and let's see if we end up taking Chris Olave. Now— he is the number 20 ranked prospect, and we are picking at number 20, so that makes a lot of sense. He's a guy I think could become a starter instantly. I think we took him in our 
previous I think we do. 3.0. I, I think we did too. Just uh, by the way, just in case you were wondering, some big names that we might have targeted. Jordan Davis went to uh, went to Atlanta at number nine. Over wow. There. They traded up to get him. Malik Willis went to the Commanders at number 11. Fell overall. a little bit. Was the first so who did the Panthers go after? At number six, they took a tackle, Evan Neal. So they're just building up that offensive line. Giants took Thibodeau and Penning. So pretty good as far as getting support on both sides so of the ball there. Based off of this mock draft alone, Tom, if, 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 um, sorry, if Willis was passed on by the Panthers, do you think if that's reality here, the Steelers, based off of Kevin Colbert's and Mike Tomlin's comments from yesterday, the Steelers trade up to beat out the Falcons, to beat out the Saints, to beat, to beat out, out the, the commanders. commanders, to pick Willis. You'd be Willis went eleventh to the Commanders. Ten was the Jets, one of those popular teams to trade with because they have multiple yeah. top ten picks. They picked Trayvon Walker though at number ten. That's a pretty good edge rusher for them to snag. I don't know. I here's where I land though in this current scenario. I know we just did an episode where we said if Willis or Pickett is there, we think they're going to take either one of them. Here's my... I don't think so. Like, when we draft I this, think I think it's Alave. I think it's going to be Alave. Right. That's what I'm saying is yeah. I think that you don't draft a quarterback just to draft a quarterback. It has to be the right guy. And I just don't know if the Steelers are really singularly, like, not just league-wide, but if the Steelers alone are really that high enough on Kenny Pickett to take him if he's there at 20? I I, I certainly think, don't think that they would trade up. I think it's Willis, Pickett. too. I think that they kind of just throw Pickett in there to make it so there's two guys, so they think, like, oh, well. It doesn't know. sound so desperate for after one guy. But I think if we were staring into the barrel of this right now in reality and not just on a computer simulation, I think Chris Olave would be the right pick. He can come in. He could potentially – he's your number three immediately – and he could potentially become as great as your number one by the end of the season. Before, and he's probably my favorite realistic wide receiver that you can get in this class. If I'm a Steelers fan, before we make it final, can I just ask who's available at D tackle? Maybe any edge guys? Defensive tackle right now. The next best person available is Perion Winfrey from mm-hmm. Oklahoma and then Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. Be kind of a reach, to be honest with you. They're kind of ranked right outside the first round. Mm-hmm. So just not sure if you want yeah. to take that. Arnold Ebekite from Penn State is the best edge still around. He's 36, though, so I don't know. It just kind of feels like Chris Olave makes the most sense here to me. And yeah, that's I'm cool two drafts in a row we've picked it. Maybe, if we could will this into reality, <laughs> Olave's a great first-round well, pick. Well, as long as Malik Willis isn't there. True. Very true. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take Olave. Right. So we'll take Olave with the first-round pick here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That gets us to pick number 52 here. Rams have offered us a trade. Pick 104, pick 175, and their second-round pick in 2023 for pick number 52. So you get a lot as far as the middle of the draft is concerned. You kind of beef up that uh, area of need. But, again, I don't know. I kind of just want to take guys at premium positions here. I know the Steelers are great at picking those depth spots in this draft, but or in any draft, really, especially with Colbert, but... I just want as many high picks as I can yeah. possibly get. So I think I There's, would reject this, too. And I think the Rams, too, who And the never, Rams should chill out on trading the, Exactly. Like, the just Rams, relax. who don't have any high draft picks, are obviously desperate to to move up. So that's probably why. You're going to hate this. It. Yeah. You're going to hate this. Oh, no. Pick number 47. Five right, picks before, right us. before us. The Bungles traded in 
and took Linderbaum out of Iowa. I Why is he falling to the second round? It of these seems mock drafts, like though? the hype surrounding him coming out of his his last year at Iowa, maybe a little too much. He's a little undersized. People have been saying. I thought the same thing too because Tom, each of the last three drafts we've done, and mock draft two point oh, we thought, oh my god, what is he doing there at twenty? Take him we right took now him immediately. But in three and four, we've had him, and we've taken we Olave instead. Yeah, both times for Olave. So it doesn't sound probably like... because of the additions they've made to right. the interior. You, you don't makes you more comfortable you picking have, Olave. You have five interior linemen that you're comfortable with that you know have starting experience, whether they're on the Steelers or with other teams. You only have two exterior in Dan Moore Jr. and Chuksakora for. So do you really want to beef up your interior that much and ignore your? It's not that you're ignoring your 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 outside your offensive tackles. tackles. Yeah, it's just the fact that why not go after a guy like Olave rather than bring in a six interior lineman? I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's why we've both been right. However, on picking Olave. I mean, if he was there, if the stars align, that's done. Fifty two, right? That's a that's that's a signed, sealed, delivered deal. I believe, and he's almost there at this. Right, the Bengals just there. ended up sneaking in in front of us. So and you watch, he'll be the the hype settled, but he'll end up being the perennial All Pro. He'll be the next Marquise Pouncey of the AFC North. So, got a couple defensive tackles here. Got a couple linebackers here that are available. Chad Muma and Christian Harris. Muma went to Wyoming. Christian Harris played linebacker at Alabama for Nick Saban. 49 and 50th overall prospect ranked defensive tackles. Travis Jones from Etiquette. 46th overall prospect. And DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M is the number 51 overall prospect. Just to do my due diligence, just to do our due diligence, dude. Oh my God, let's take it from the beginning. Just to do our due diligence, oh, you got through it. Thank I'm gonna goodness. check offensive tackle. The best one there is Daniel Falele out of Minnesota. He's number 84. It's a little, little bit behind from where that. we are at number 52. Little early say. for that. I would probably go with the defensive tackle, Travis Jones out of Connecticut, or Demarvin Leal out of Texas A&M. Really could be pick your poison there. I might lean towards DeMarvin Leal just because of that SEC kind of play. I, I kind of put more weight into those schools, but, man, that's a dangerous way of thinking because you can swing and miss on someone really good just because, right. ah, they went to UConn. What do they know? But that is something we've considered in these beyond the first round kind of thing where we say, you know, if a guy went to an SEC school versus a, a Pac-12 school or a Big Ten school versus an ACC school, that matters. The talent that you're playing against, the teams that you're playing against matters. Like, how about the Buddy Johnson thing from from last year? He was the number one leading tackler on the number one defense in the SEC. He wasn't the highest rated guy coming out of the draft. He was the, was he 4A or 4B for the Steelers? Uh, B, I think. B. Either way. So, as a fourth round. You're in the hundreds by the time you're picking them. I mean, like, you don't want to just say, oh, well, I I need to put this out there just to put it out there. I think it's a legitimate point to make. Yeah, it is. But my pick here leans towards Travis Jones because I click on the profile, and the first thing it says is elite at stopping the run. Can plug run gaps. You know what Dale Lawley was telling me? DeMarvin Leal is a little smaller than Jones. But his explosion is linked to more of a defensive end than a defensive tackle. So it's either like, do you want the big run stuffer, or do you want a guy that's going to maybe pass rush from the inside a little bit more? Dale was telling me how if it may not be Willis, and if the wrong receivers have been taken, so you're so not, like Alave's gone at that right. point. 
he wouldn't hate Travis Jones. Maybe in as the a first reach. round, as 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 a as the first defensive player selected for this team. Okay, first round might be a, re- but I. Dale Lawley knows more than me. So if he thinks Travis Jones is good, I think we should pick Travis Jones here. I'm down. Let's take Travis Jones. That's a really good start so far for the first two picks. You have- if we're sitting there on Friday and Thursday night, we already know we have Olave, and the first pick is a defensive tackle off the board, you're sitting pretty good as a Steeler mm-hmm. fan. You've got a lot of 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 not just needs, but a lot of potential for your future there as well. So... I think we're killing it so far, to be honest with you. And, of course, this is all luck. Or not all luck, but a lot of it has to do with luck. Their guys have to be there when you pick them. Sure. So, got a defensive tackle, and we got ourselves a nice little uh, wide receiver as well. Oh, man. This is what makes you kill yourself here. Pick number 84 in the third round. Guess who's still there? Number 51, DeMarvin Leal, the defensive tackle out of Texas A&M. Who we passed on. We we picked Travis we Jones picked Travis instead, Jones but over. now I'm thinking in hindsight we could have just waited and gotten a good defensive tackle in the later rounds. Uh, best two prospects that aren't a quarterback are defensive tackles, so we're probably not going to go back-to-back as far as that's concerned there. Uh, Carson Strong, the quarterback out of Nevada, is the number 58 overall prospect. Don't think that the Steelers need him at all. Jacob, is it wrong for me to look at Rashad White? The running back out of Arizona State. Yeah, I think too it's early. Wrong. I think. Come on. Okay, so then let's go down to Kirby Joseph, the safety out of Illinois. See again, you got Edmonds though. So like, but the fact that Tom or Colbert and Tomlin both said, "Hey, we're not going to let signing Edmonds preclude us from bringing in more talent at that spot." I think that's huge. Uh, offensive tackle wise, we keep missing out on guys. Matt Willetsko, one hundred three overall prospect out of North Dakota. It's kind of early to pick that, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the safety might be the best choice here. Um, if you're not going to let me take that running back, which I think you should hold me back from. The only other thing that you can maybe talk me into is taking Justin Ross, the wide receiver out of Clemson. Now, that'd be two wide receivers in your first three picks. Is that too but those early? Those are two pretty good wide receivers. But it's receivers. also too early to go for the second guy when... But you've I just only don't made, really, like, you've, know you've, who do they need? You made your big sexy pick in a lot, eh? But tackle's probably the thing we need the most still. And we're not going to pick one here because it's just too much. And you of a don't reach. want. You don't want to. All right. Do you take defensive tackles are the best available players? We don't want to go back to back with defensive tackles. Do you really not? When you consider Stephon <sighs> Tuitt's unavailability and Tyson Alualu's increasingly fast age, you're really talking me into it, especially because we're 84 right now and Demarvin Lee, a lot of Texas A&M, is 51. Yeah. Like we're getting a 30, a 30 pick a, steal here. We're getting a second round pick in the third round. I'd do it if you want to. I don't we, think you can go. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think people will look at it and say, "Wow, that's great drafting." But I don't think you can really make it a negative. Like, no, I don't, you can't. I don't think you can say, "Ah, two defensive tackles that's back a, to back." That's legit, it's an entire round. You said it's it's a thirty round. It's and, a thirty pick drop. And Jones and Leal are a bit different. You know, Jones a bit bigger, more of the unplugger, like we said. Leal's been known to have that edge rush kind of explosion. So. You know what? You talked me into it. I'd do it. Just mainly because if if defensive tackle was the best prospect, but he was like the number 75th overall, then mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. But the fact that we're getting a 30-pick steal, a second-round pick in the third yeah. round, let's do it. DeMarvin Leal, two defensive tackles. Don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Now, no, here's the do. thing, though, Tom, is that we keep saying that the fourth round – or fourth round, mock draft 4.0, this is the one we'll compare to the real deal. Yep. This might be the most unrealistic. 
so far. I don't know though. Like you don't I, think so? I think the Steelers might be tempted to take a defensive tackle if twice if that's the defensive tackle. Because I don't even think Travis Jones is going to be there at fifty-two. Yeah, I mean, obviously the simulation might give us. And a little... Marcus, I don't think is going to drop that far either. We got a little luck. I mean, yeah. of course, but. I do like the Olave pick. You think he'll drop to 20, though, right? Like, he could. Olave could easily drop, yeah. Just because there's so many people at his position, so many guys at his position. All right, so we're picking now at number 138. Got a couple safeties right around that spot. And see, this is why that I'm glad we didn't make that trade with whomever. I know who we're taking. Well, don't you understand what I'm, the point I'm trying to make? You don't want to wait that long in a draft. No, absolutely, especially because uh, the more I see these players as we get later, it's like I don't. I know my partner Jacob's not going to let me pick a running back, and all these running backs <laughs> are the ones that are up there at the board. Rashid Walker is the number one forty-one overall prospect. We're picking at one thirty-eight. He's an offensive tackle out of Penn State. I think it played some up. Big Ten football. Yeah, it just kind of matches, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll take our tackle here. At pick number 138 in round number four. And it'll be Rasheed Walker out of Penn State. And again, this is a guy that you're not necessarily hoping will come in and even contribute at all this year. But just another body that's young and maybe in two or three years can become a starter someday for you. If Chooks doesn't work out and you got to move on from that contract. Mm -hmm. Or, God forbid, Dan Moore ends up not working out. But I think we're all pretty hopeful that Dan Moore will end up working out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So... That was our round four pick, and now we have to wait because we do not have a pick in round number five. Which again, I, I cannot reiterate enough how you key can't it trade is to away keep that, on fourth that fourth round, round pick, pick too, because yeah. then you're waiting two rounds, and the talent disparity between those rounds is just going to become greater and greater and greater before so here you have we are. to pick. So here we are picking at number two oh eight. We already got our lineman. We got two defensive tackles, and we have a wide receiver. Oh man, this is getting tougher and tougher because. Do you go wide receiver here now? I'd, I'd like to hear who's available. That's what I'm point. just going to check on for you because the best one is Dejon Dixon. He's the number 217 prospect. He's out of Nichols State. I don't know. 208 is where we're picking. So prospect-wise, it kind of matches up. I think we can wait one more round for the wide receiver. Okay. I'm looking at just the total overall prospects, and safety Bubba Bolden out of the U is the one that I look at just because – He's the best, or or cornerback Kalen Barnes out of Baylor too. One of those two guys, someone in the secondary. Even though you got Edmonds back, and you have a cornerback room that you're comfortable and with, not I think adding f- one more is decent. They're not too far separated, correct? They're number twenty two twelve and two fourteen, and we're picking at two oh eight. So we're right around. So that are spot. you more inclined to do safety or cornerback? That's the question. With we Edmonds have, being addressed- brought back into the fold, Trey Norwood still being there. Mm-hmm. I am more inclined to go with the cornerback here. I'm just saying we've, we've, we've declined to address either at this point. And I think that if Edmonds wasn't there, we would have taken a safety. A safety by that. Way, way earlier. Probably one when, of those two defensive tackles. Leo, yeah. it would have become a safety mm-hmm. instead. But we don't feel the pressing need for that now. No. And again, I think I'm more comfortable with safety than I am corners. So just I because think Kalen Barnes would be the pick for me. You're more comfortable with the starters at safety than you are with the starters at corner. And remember, this is the fifth round, so or this these is, guys aren't guaranteed to. This is the sixth round, excuse me. So these guys aren't even a guaranteed roster spot right now. Quincy Roche was taken in the sixth round last year. He ended up playing for the Giants for the majority of the year, so it's not. They didn't a guarantee. do too bad. They didn't even win like defensive rookie of, of the, the week. week maybe one time. he could have. He did not do terrible for the Giants. All right. We're picking early in round number seven, pick 225. Now, this is where I'd either take Devontae Price, who's a running back out of Florida International, 
or I take the wide receiver. And Bo Melton out of Rutgers is 231. We're picking 225. I'd rather go wide receiver, to be honest. I would, too, because I think you're going to find your running back in free agency. So we'll take Bo Melton with our so first have, of two seventh so round now, picks. Right. So now you have two wide receivers on your team that are rookies, alongside two guaranteed starters and two guys that you brought in via free agency in Anthony Miller and, wow, I'm forgetting this guy's name. Gunnar Olszewski. No, not Gunnar. Um, the other guy that was brought in Miles more recently, Miles Boykin from Baltimore. Yep. So Olave, I think already one of those usurped... guys that we just listed is gone, and it's not Gunner. So it's either no. Miller or Boykin. But Olave automatically is number is three. three. Yep. Maybe number two if he can do some big things. Maybe number one if he can. Yeah, do some really. Big if he's things. consistent. Yeah. But then this next guy that we pick would probably fall into a position battle with. Which I'm fine with because it's a seventh round pick. Well, number five is probably going to be Gunner locked in. Yeah, like because you got you got to keep Gunner because he's the yeah the special single kick return. So he's probably your number five. Anthony Miller, I think, is the best best chance chance to be four or boy. Boykin's got still something left in the tank. Yeah, I don't know. The the Anthony Miller to Mitch Trubisky Chicago connection keeps coming up. Our last pick in this draft is pick number two forty one. Okay, I think we should take. Edge rusher out of Alabama, Christopher Allen, the number two twenty eight overall. Prospect. You know what? We're at, we're at, we're kind of in the gravy area of picking. He's an Alabama boy, so you know he's no he knows what time it is. No guarantee he'll make it in the NFL, but I think there is a pretty good guarantee you're going to get a good professional effort out of him. Saban teaches them well down there. I would take this edge rusher because again, maybe you jack, uh, maybe you hit lightning in a bottle, and then all of a sudden you've got a third really good player that can see some action as the season progresses. And give TJ and Highsmith a little. I'm all right with it. There. I'll, take I'll defer to you on this one. All right, and the draft wraps up. Let's do a little recap here. First pick we took is Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State at number 20 overall. Then we followed that up with two defensive tackles, one in the second round, Travis Jones, and one in the third round, Demarvin Leal. Getting that beef up front. You know what? Two, it doesn't come back, but we have those two guys. You're a lot more comfortable as far as that room is sure. concerned. Because now you have Cam and these two guys plus Montrevious Adams and Chris Wormley. You're not just grasping for straws outside of Cam Hayward. We did our due diligence, too, and took our offensive lineman, O-tackle Rashid Walker out of Penn State. Kalen Barnes was our corner that we took. He was a fifth-round pick out of—or, excuse me, our sixth-round pick out of Baylor. And then our two seventh-round picks, Bo Melton, wide receiver out of Rutgers. Just add another name to that group. And Christopher Allen, an edge rusher out of Alabama. I got to be honest with you. This is probably not going to play out this way. But I think, I like especially it. at the top, with those yeah. 2D tackles and Olave. and Olave, I think we've done a pretty fantastic job here. And Mock Draft 4.0 in our final Mock Draft of the season. Kind of like, sad. Like I said, we'll figure out how we did if we were close. You know what? I'll give us a point if we get the actual player right. We get half a point if we get the position right. Okay. How about that? That's, That's fair. Cool. We'll score our Mock Draft 4.0. Come next week when the draft is complete. First round is on Thursday, so make sure you enjoy that draft action. But when we come back, we'll do another episode looking at the entire first round of the NFL draft, do a little mock there, talk about some best prospects overall and not just the ones that might end up in the black and gold. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Offerman. Always appreciate you guys giving the listen to us, and we'll talk to you next time.